I invite you to stand for our gospel reading, as you are able, from John chapter 1, verses 29 to 42. And I want you to pay attention here to to the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit are all at work in this passage. The next day, he, he being John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him. But I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? And they said, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which translated is Peter. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated as we pray. Lord, use your servant's lips, your people's ears and hearts, that they may be wed, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. I don't know how many of you keep your phone on silent. Most of the time, my phone is accidentally on silent. I've been in church, and I've been paranoid that somebody's going to call me, or I've been in some meeting and been paranoid that somebody's going to call me. And and oftentimes, it's on vibrate, so I can sort of hear it, and I know that somebody is calling me. Melinda keeps her phone on silent all the time. And so, anytime I ever call her, I know I'm not going to get her, but she will call back soon enough. My question to you today is when Jesus calls to you, are you answering or have you let everything in the world be so noisy, so chaotic that you don't hear 
Jesus' call, that you don't sense that gentle vibration inside, that you don't understand what is happening. Well, our scripture today has a couple of different answering narratives. The first of these is John the Baptist answers the Father. John's entire career is spent responding to the Father's call. His entire career is waiting to point to Jesus. And he says this. He says, I myself did not know who the Messiah was. The one I was to identify. But I came baptizing. I started this ministry. I came baptizing with water for this reason that he might be revealed to Israel. Two verses later, again he says, I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, here's how you're going to know who the person is that you are to point the world toward. He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Now John is quite specific concerning Jesus' identity. John is quite specific with this identification. Now, as all of us human beings know, what we're certain of on Monday, sometimes two years from now, we're less certain of. That's why I encourage people to write in a journal, especially your spiritual experiences. Because you can always, two or three years later, think, ah, it wasn't as powerful as I thought it was. Watch out. With time, all things sometimes become less. And eventually, John is going to ask Jesus, are you the one who is to come or... or Should we look for another? But here, at the very beginning, John understands and is quite specific with Jesus' identity. The next day, he saw Jesus coming toward him, and he declared to his disciples, John did, here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He takes away the sin of the world. What else does he do? He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. He's the one that Israel has waited for. He is the one who is uniquely empowered by the Spirit. He is the one who takes away the sin of the world and he is the one who baptizes with the Spirit. Craig Keener talks about the the Holy Spirit's baptism and the work of the Holy Spirit in a very simple way. The Holy Spirit transforms and empowers God's people. Let that sink in. The Holy Spirit transforms and empowers God's people. How have you been transformed, changed, altered? How has what was not important to you become one of the most vital things in your life? And how has that which was important to you suddenly become not 
so important anymore? How have you been changed, transformed, metamorphosized? How have you become different because of God's work in you? And the Holy Spirit empowers God's people. What's coming in your life? You're not going to be able to handle it on your own. What's coming in your life, you need the power of God to get you through. And as I look at this congregation, I can see some of you. Some of you, I know who you are by the shape of your hair. Just as you would know who I am by the shape of my hair. But God will give you power to do what must be done. To walk when you don't feel like stepping forward anymore. God will empower you through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, but, but listen to what John says. This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and it is I who baptize with water, but He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Has God transformed you? Is God empowering you through supernatural means to be God's witness in the world? Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? I often make this statement. You know, having grown up on a farm, around farm machinery and things like that, I can do a few things that need doing. And so when things happen, like we, we had a leaky faucet in our bathtub uh, on Friday night. And, you know, I think to myself, I can, I can fix this. And so I go off and I turn off the water and try to repair the faucet. And, and so I take the faucet apart and I, and I put it back in. And I'm, like, I'm just going to go and turn on the water again and make sure that I... Have, have addressed the problem. And I, I turned on the water again, and there was this, it, it's this long faucet stem that, that is in there, and I had I'd screwed it in, but I hadn't screwed it in enough, and there was water coming out, and so I started pressing it down. And the more I started pressing it down, the more I began unscrewing it, and the next thing I knew, that faucet stem just flew out, and Old Faithful would have been proud. And, and so I'm pressing down with my hand on this, on this hole now, which is gushing water. And, and Enrique comes and, and, and is there anything I can do? And Melinda says, does anyone know how to turn off the water in the house? And I'm the only one who knows how to turn off the water in the house. And so I say to Enrique, what you can do is you can put your hand here where I am while I go and run down. And, and, and so we, we do this transfer, but in the midst of the transfer, the ceiling gets wet, all of the bathroom gets wet. It's still wet on my carpet in, in the closet, which is like a wall away from, from there, from this, from this geyser that came up. And it was, it was simply crazy, crazy. What if God's Spirit exploded in your life unexpectedly and anything that you said was off limits to God, you allowed God to permeate as He baptized you with His Spirit?
Steve, in his testimony, talks about walking out in a field and suddenly surrendering to God and his, his love for God and for, for others is, is transformed. What would happen to you if you surrendered fully to God and if the, the Holy Spirit came upon you in a way that transformed and empowered you? That's what happens when John the Baptist answers the Father. And then the second part of this, we, we have a response to the Son. Answering the Son. We've got these two disciples and John in this, in this ceiling painting here from uh, St. Andrew's Church. John is pointing to somebody else. Two disciples, we know one of them is Andrew. The disciples believe John's testimony. And these disciples, the unnamed disciple and Andrew, they follow Jesus. And for them, following Jesus wasn't just a casual experience. For them, following Jesus was a life-changing encounter with the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, with the one who baptizes not with water but with the Holy Spirit for Simon and Andrew and the other disciple. It was no casual experience. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And he found Simon and he said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. And he brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter, which I translate Rocky. So Jesus calls his disciples, and those called by Jesus are baptized with the Holy Spirit. They're transformed, they're empowered, and they don't run on their own steam. We don't do it ourselves. We have God himself not only accompanying us, but in some mysterious way moving among us as a church, but in some mysterious way speaking to our hearts and residing in our hearts. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the church. We're vested with the divine presence and power because of Jesus' baptism. Jesus gives us a new identity. He doesn't give everybody a new name. You know, there are these folks in the Old Testament and a couple of people in the New Testament who are given a new name. Not everybody is given a new name, but it's a symbol that we become new when we become disciples and followers of Jesus. This new naming is a symbol that there is something about us that can never be the same again. If we follow Jesus with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we will never be our old selves. If anyone is in Christ, Paul says, there's a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. 
Jesus will go on to call fishermen a zealot, a tax collector. Can you imagine what it must have been like for this eclectic group of people called by Jesus to come together under his lordship, under his power? Here we see Jesus at the edge of the water calling out to those who are, who are working. They're doing their own thing. You are never, ever safe from the power of God. The hound of heaven. I fled him down the nights and down the days. I fled him down the arches of the years. I fled him through the labyrinthine ways of my own heart. In the mist of tears, I hid from him an under-running laughter. God is calling you. Jesus is the Son of God who has come to take away the sin of the world. If we miss the glory of God, it won't be because we have sinned. Jesus has paid for the sins of the world. If we miss the glory of God, it will be because we have closed our eyes and ears and failed to hear this invitation. Answer me. Follow me. Come to me. Be transformed by me. Let me accompany you as you work. Let me accompany you as you talk on the phone and have a difficult conversation, let me be with you when you go to bed, when you get up. There is no place we escape from God, but when we know God, there is no reason we wish to escape from Him. Have you given yourself to the Lord of all creation? Are you baptized with the Holy Spirit? Knowing this transformation and knowing this empowerment that Jesus gives? Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. And today, we look, we seek, we approach the table of God, remembering who He is and what He has promised. Remembering that He transforms and accompanies. On the night in which He offered Himself up for us, 